Welcome to the Creative Plan Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here with Creative Playing Podcast Network, and joining me today are two of my buds, John Paul Reed and Evan Cook, and we're here to talk about a serious subject which has been on everyone's mind at one point or another in the last four or five months. How has COVID-19 and social distancing affected your games? This is actually a really serious topic because, you know, we, we have not really talked about it other than, you know, gnashing our teeth at the hatefulness of not being able to game across the game table with most of our friends and most of the, you know, really close conditions that most gamers get to game together because we pack six to eight people in a very tiny room usually every weekend at the game store. And that was that was before six foot social distancing became our new lifestyle choice. So, hey, guys, John, Evan, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Mm-hmm. I know everybody knows who you are, but it's always good to introduce yourself just in case somebody's new to the show. Age before oh. beauty, of course. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, go ahead, Evan. <laughs> oh, oh, me. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, my, my name is John Paul Reed. Uh, I, uh, I will admit I will be 55 years old in two months. And I've been playing D&D since I was eight or, eight or nine. Way you're back kinda, you're kind of breaking up there, John. Uh, I, feel like oh, I feel like I'm the old man of the group. I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons for since I was eight years old. and um, I, uh, I'm a fantasy fiction author. Uh, I actually took my own, very own Dungeons & Dragons world. I've written five books on a uh, set in that world. So, uh, I've been I've been dungeon mastering for gosh 40, 40 plus years now. Uh, Evan, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. My name is Evan Cook. I'm sort of the the resident mad scientist. Um, I sort of uh, I create all kinds of inventions. Uh, I even have a, a few things that I'm getting some patents on. Uh, but right now, mostly I'm just focusing on, you know, fulfilling my Kickstarter, uh, getting the getting the dice out to those those loyal backers. Uh, I've been, you know, gaming since uh, since I was a kid, but um, really didn't get very serious into it until you know high school, and uh, you know, but it's it's a pa- it's a lifelong passion for me. And um, I, you know, I hope uh, my life, you know, continues to be long. (laughs) Here, here for all of us. (laughs) Absolutely. So, you know, we we all know the whole COVID-19 has been happening since February. We've all been having to be really careful. I know some of us have health issues that pretty much require us. If we were to catch it, very bad things would happen. So most of us are being fairly, fairly careful. And, you know, it's like, hey, I even joke, Kelly's been making masks nonstop. And we always have masks when we leave the house. So how exactly has COVID-19 and social distancing affected your guys' game lives? Uh, it's effectively crushed mine. Uh, I haven't done any dungeon mastering since uh, February. Um some friends of mine have been trying to do a monthly game. Um, that I, I visit every month, but with only like three or four people showing up, uh, it's, you know, kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Truncated, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, now, on the plus side, since I've been home a lot, I've been getting a lot of writing done. And a uh, big surprise, I've got... Uh, 
I already mentioned I have five books out. Well, I've got six books, six I've got done in draft. I'm halfway through seven. And I even have books eight, nine, and ten planned in concept. So uh, I've, I've certainly been working on my books isolated here at my home. Um, uh, all the events I attend, the conventions, all, I, it's very difficult for me to sell my books since all of them have been postponed until next year. How about you, Evan? Have you been having better luck than me? <laughs> Well, I would say um, probably not. I've, I've been, you know, while I've been working on uh, surrounding myself with, with silicone and resin for dice, I have uh, haven't had a lot of time for gaming. But when I do, neither has anyone else. Um, really, my, my focus, uh, you know, has been on my, my own game. I have all the rules developed for it. Um, it's really, really easy to pick up, really quick uh, and, and easy, really quick and dirty, I guess. But um, you know, I I think I jammed out maybe twenty five or thirty pages of a module, and <laughs> nobody's really showing up to play. <laughs> um. A lot of those pages, a lot of those pages were uh, lore notes for the um, particular setting. Uh, being a, um, being that sort of every module is its own setting, uh, does require a lot of lore setup. Uh, and I, I won't spoil it, but the, uh, you know, uh, I had to rewrite a lot of the public domain lore that's available for uh, this particular setting. Uh, it starts out kind of like a, a murder mystery a little bit, but it sort of kind of uh, aggresses into a more uh, adventure, you know, normal D&D style adventure with high fantasy concepts, uh, and less of the sci-fi tone that I typically have with um, with the setting of my game. So, so wow. at least you're not being idle, both of you guys. You know, during this the, the, this downtime that you're you're getting work done, unlike like me, who's being horribly lazy in that regard. What do they say? Idle hands are the devil's yes, workshop. Yes, yes, they are. Yes. But but when you're writing about demons and devils, sometimes it can be fun. <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta have bad guys, yeah. right? Definitely hear you on that one. So so, have you guys uh, done any online gaming since it started? No, I'm eager to hear about what you've been doing, James. You you were telling me about online gaming earlier. Yeah. Now, I admit my 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 age has resisted uh, uh, adventure league for fifth edition D and D. I've never really done online gaming before. I've played a couple of online shoot 'em up games like uh, like Doom and a few others. But usually, what happens is somebody uh, one person sort of stands out and just enslaves everybody else to do their will. And uh, I've never really done online gaming before, so I'm gonna. I'm going to shut up. I want to hear all about what you, you, you've been doing. All righty. So uh, since we've been down and not at the game store, which gladly enough, last week for free RPG day, I did manage to get down to my local game store and you know spend a few dollars to help them out and got some free RPG day swag, which is really cool, which, you know, just want to throw that one out there. So pretty much we've been using Roll20 almost exclusively to get online gaming happening, which is a really – it's it's not the best tool. There isn't really a best tool out there yet, I think. I mean, because there's Fantasy Grounds. There's a few other tabletop emulators out there, like on Steam. But Roll20 is the most easily usable on a group basis. It's, it's basically a virtual tabletop. 
what happens is your GM will make it, the tabletop, make a couple maps on a couple different tabs, pretty much just like your GM homework normally would be. You can make uh, characters for your players, or you can give your players authorization to create their own characters in-game. We've got, we've, like, like I'll, I'll even tease it out there, Evan snuck into a Star Wars game and got to play with us back on uh, May 6th, right? Was it the Sith one, or was it the Jedi yeah. one? It was the Jedi one. Yeah, May the 4th. That, that was the good guy wow. one, yeah. And and you can basically cool. set up, we use the Edge of Empire rules for Star Wars, the, the newest version with Fantasy Flight games. I've got a, a couple weekly D&D games going on. We've got our Thursday night hack and slashers. You know, it's not really something that mm-hmm. we're podcasting yet, but because it, it's just a for funs game, you know, type of deal, where everybody goes crazy yeah. and loses their mind like old school gaming should be. And on uh, Friday nights, we've actually been twitching. We just started uh, the other week. We've just been twitching the – we're using the Genesis system, which is the narrative dice the Star Wars RPG uses, in a fantasy setting based off their book Realms of Terranoth. So we've we've been getting some gaming in. It's it's, it's like even Kelly said – it's not as good as being at a tabletop gaming with your friends, getting the in-person contact, but it's better than nothing, and it is great to get to socialize. You know, it's at, at least like like hear us getting on Skype and talking. It's at least getting together to, to socialize. Cool. So, so I, I'm a, a good advocate for saying yes if you can't game in person right now, which for safety we should not be gaming in person. You know, because, you know, you never know if you have it, when you have it, when you catch it, you know, and at least you're getting some gaming and some socialization in, you know, for those, those of us that are homebound during the whole quarantine, you know, it's, we're at least reaching out for mental health to other folks and getting to, to hang out with guys and gals and gamers and getting it all on. Right. Absolutely. Of course. Uh, you know, I always um, recommend, uh, you know, quarantining yourself, especially if you're someone like me. I, I have diabetes, um, and uh, basically I have a suppressed immune system. So it's really important that I sort of isolate myself as much as possible. That you're right, that you don't, you know, we're all Schrodinger's, um, you know, infected. Yeah. We don't know... If you know, we are, but we aren't at the same time. And um, and so while I recommend, you know, for, for some people, uh, if you have a social circle uh, that you are always in contact with, then that should be okay. But again, like you said, when, you know, gaming, when you're in close quarters around a bunch of people, probably not a good idea. And I have found that um, sort of uh, telegaming maybe is probably the safest bet. And the technology like Roll20 uh, is, or even Tabletop Simulator are excellent resources. Um, Roll20 is free. Uh, Tabletop Simulator is uh, about 20 bucks, I believe, on Steam. And uh, it's actually a really excellent resource if you can get huh, if you can get together everybody uh, on that um, medium because it uh, you can upload uh, STL files. Um, I've actually been my game is a card game, which is really difficult because you know be, it's not like I can just you know uh, adapt it to the Roll Twenty system. Um, it was uh, uploading it to tabletop really allowed me to um, give the other players the experience of the cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because the tabletop, it sort of, it, it is like a virtual, a virtual, um, a virtual tabletop, really. Uh, you can have your cards on the table, you can flip them over, you can have them in your hand if you want. Uh, it's a really good system. And that's sort of what I've been doing uh, with my beta testing is uh, using using tabletop simulator and, um, and that's been going really well I think uh, the the two times I've, I've tested it since I, since um, we played it with the Star Wars system 
And tabletop simulator is sexy tech. It it really is because you can manipulate things on the game table, oh. and it, it it's oh, one yeah. of those that requires lots of of work on the front end for the GM, but it it does have a huge payoff on the on the actual gameplay. Mm. Wow. I have to admit, I'm a little bit overwhelmed with all the techie stuff, but uh, it really sounds See, cool. We're just going to have to wrangle you into some of our online games, John, so you can try them out. I yeah. know, uh, I don't yeah. know when in August, but I'm probably going to have a week where I do one online game a night, just because we're trying to work Ooh. on getting uh, some more viewers on the Twitch channel. So that way we can hit the, uh -huh. uh, the whole affiliate status, because we've hit five out of the... No, four out of the five markers that you have to hit for affiliate status on Twitch. So we might be having a push. Probably I'm thinking the third week of August, so that way it's not running into anything else. Though uh, I do know that uh, this last week, Online Gen Con was doing a lot of gaming online. And I know uh -huh. in uh, August there's going to be at least two other cons that are going to be doing some online gaming that you don't even have to be a, a event person at the con to join in on the gaming. Uh, UK huh. Game Expo is going to be one of the ones on the third week of August that uh, I know game designers like Magpie Games were actually recruiting GMs to run games for them online for the convention on Discord. You know, using Discord huh. as a, you know, a audio tool or video tool and then using a virtual dice roller on top of it. So that's that's one thing that's out there. Is there are a lot of tools for folks to get to play online. I mean, kind of takes me back to, you know, years ago, back when you used to do the play-by-post games. Yeah. Which, yeah. if you can't game in person, again, I, I throw it out there saying it's better than nothing because you're getting to have a game with your friends, even though you're only posting each action and having to wait, oh, my God, hours for the replies before the next thing happens. Yeah. It's like... Discord is a wonderful resource for that. Uh, I hear that's going on a lot with Discord. Yeah, I've, I've got a lot of gaming folks. Uh, a friend of ours is GMing a Star Wars game, and we're using pretty much strictly Discord for the game. It's it's a little little harder to visualize stuff because you're not really you're just getting screenshots every now and then. But uh, you know, I, I it's better better than not getting any gaming in at all, is what I say. Yeah. Hmm. Certainly. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Roll20 because it's fairly easy to get players into it, and it's got the character sheet that you just click on the skill, and it rolls the dice for you, and everybody can see the dice, and you can have the semblance of a, game, a grid map on the game table. But, you know, as, as long as you can get your friends together, you know, it just goes back to the whole Gygax rules of D&D. You know, you don't need rule books. As long as you're getting together, and you're playing, yeah. and you're, you're, you know, you're having more fun than arguments about rules or spacing. That's the important thing. That's that's one difficulty right. I've discovered with gaming online is making sure everybody's got the same mental image. Which is uh, why if you're GMing a game, if you can sc send screenshots to your friends, because I've had some folks playing on Google Hangouts or even just play by text. You know, that are, everybody's got a group chat text going. Mm -hmm. And they, they play simply just by, you know, play by post on text. Hmm. Yeah, I getting getting all of your players, even the GM, on sort of that same wavelength can be difficult. Uh, it's hard enough to get people uh, kind of harmonizing on the same day, you know, getting everybody together on the same day, uh, much less, you know, kind of getting everyone to imagine the same the same scenario that's being described. You know, it's it's like that whole telephone game where you pass the message around the room, and by the time it gets back to you, it was not the original description of the room. Right. Yeah. Somehow it went yeah. from the evil necromancer's alchemical laboratory to uh, the Powerpuff Girls with their professor father's lab in the laboratory. It's like, no, 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 no. We're in a fantasy game, not not superheroes. Right. And as the Simpsons pointed out, you know, there'd always be something about purple monkey dishwasher. Would it doubt always have a purple monkey dishwasher? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, well, hey, I I wanted to raise a discussion. Um, games actually got me to uh, um, emote a little bit before we started the podcast. Um, 
how are we all getting through the crisis? Well, um, I, I really did not take the crisis seriously until March. When the end of March, when I found out that my comic books weren't being weren't going to be printed every month, I was like, "Oh no!" You know, this brought home to me the seriousness of the uh, coronavirus. Like, "Oh wow, this really is a serious national crisis." And my comic books aren't being printed. Well, thank God. Uh, Marvel Comics started printing last month, and um, surprised how much of a blast I'm having reading the comic books that are coming out. Are, are you guys big comic book nuts? I know this isn't exactly uh, D&D per se, but uh, actually I, I, I am subscribing. One of the comic books I'm subscribing to is called Dungeons and Dragons. It's a, a little, little, a little uh, adventure story going on. Um, uh, are, are you guys really into this at all, or should I just get back oh, to d Oh, no, I'm definitely a comic book fan. I mean, sadly, I haven't been up to date on the current, you know, comic books. I'm pretty much a uh, 90s and earlier comic book fan, but uh, I, I, I completely understand how different media is a great way of coping with, with the situation as it is right now. Uh, Evan, oh, I, what, yeah. Oh, sorry. Evan, go ahead, yeah. I am a, a major comic book fan. Um, I mean, I a lot of people think of me uh, as somewhat simple because I, I really like the classics. Um, I really uh, I like both DC, Marvel, but also you know Image Comics and you know IDW, Top Cow, all of them. But Batman has always been my favorite. Okay. And uh, you know the, the reason why is because he's. Uh, a human character among gods. Uh, comics have always been an inspiration for me for both in in life, but also with uh, games. I, yeah. I the the concepts that comics explore. Uh, Barry Allen and his flashpoint time traveling. Uh, the multiverse, infinite crisis on you know infinite worlds. Um, uh, but, you know, also with, uh, the, the concept, you know, with Marvel and, uh, mutants, uh, with X-Men and, um, you know, the, the sort of magic realm of the darkness, uh, people might be more familiar with Witchblade, actually, uh, all of that stuff, I, uh, as, has truly inspired me um, with, you know, different aspects of my own stories. And, uh, you know, there's the reason why I like, uh, you know, to go back to my initial point about that, the reason why I like Batman so much is there's always this argument, you know, Batman versus Superman. And with Superman can't get any better. He's already the strongest superhero. And that's the difference between him and Batman. Batman can always get better. Batman can always learn something new. Batman can always train harder. And that is what um, Carol Dweck, Dr. Carol Dweck, uh, sort of describes as the growth mindset. That when, we're, when we have a fixed mindset, the Superman mindset, we have a hard time learning and we have a, a hard time um, really enjoying life. So when we have that growth mindset, when we adapt to the situation at hand, when we, uh, just like Batman for instance, uh, or when we um, accept that we are not the best, but that's only part of our journey, uh, it really allows us to appreciate life and appreciate our journey of growth. Mm -hmm. uh, this okay. is something that I used as a teacher a lot uh, to help encourage children to, to learn about science and math. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great example because it's true. It's, it's Superman is a fixed thing. His powers don't change. You know, Batman is an, an example of evolution. You know, if, if it doesn't yeah. work the first time, try, try again. 
<laughs> yeah. Study, observe, learn from your opponent. You know, uh, Sun Tzu, uh, knowing your, uh, know thy opponent as you know mm -hmm. thyself. Uh, I, I'm yes. a very firm believer of the art of war. You know, in, in all aspects of life, it has really, really good use. Yes. Very true. Um, well, uh, I admit I'm more of a Marvel nut. I always have been. I, I, I've enjoyed Batman, Superman, Flash, uh, but I've always been a Marvel nut growing up. And, uh, well, I got to say it, my, my favorite character is Doctor Strange. Oh, uh, yes. Doctor Stephen Strange is my um, that is my favorite character, and uh, well, um, again, at least sure he's the Sorcerer Supreme and master of the mystic arts. It always seems that he has the most trouble when he's up against a, a supernatural nasty who's using powers against him that he's never explored before. So it's sort of like, oh crap, I need to figure out how to defeat this guy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was saying to James earlier, I've just been having a blast with a new Marvel title. Uh, and it's kind of funny, actually. Uh, not funny, ha-ha, but funny strange. And no pun intended on Doctor Strange. Doctor Stephen Strange, for decades, as a character, has always resisted the idea of disciples. Yes, he would take on a disciple like Clea or Rintra or even Zelma. Uh, but he would always resist the idea, and he would always find a way to say, you know, this didn't work out. Well, the new title I've been having a blast with is called Strange Academy. Dr. Strange starts up, dare I say it, his own version of Hogwarts. <laughs> uh, he's got, he's got uh, uh, guest teachers from all over the Marvel Universe and uh, students from all over the multiverse. So, I was joking with James how amusing it was when, um, when the Loki uh, shows up with two uh, aspiring as guardian sorcerers and puts them in the academy. And uh, suddenly, Boyle Dormammu shows up, <laughs> the illegitimate son of the dread Dormammu, uh, looking for training. And Loki himself is actually looking at Boyle Dormammu, and he says to the group, strange, everybody was worried about me being too evil. Now Dormammu's son is here. <laughs> he went <and> well. <laughs> and, uh, well, anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised how much fun it's been so far. It's only been two issues out. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on, on issue three. And um, again, it, it just seems like a lot of fun. Now, of course, Doctor Strange is the regular Doctor Strange is another one of my titles. Uh, Daredevil, and um, I'm actually following something called Atlantis Attacks. The only way you can find the Submariner now, name more of the Submariner on anything. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, Evan James, I've always been a Marvel nut. Um, I, hey, I enjoyed The Flash growing up. I would read Flash comic books. Um, but uh, I, I got to admit, I've always been a Marvel nut first. Well, of course, those are those are all the best, Mar you know, Marvel characters. Doctor Strange um, is is hands down my favorite uh, Marvel character. Uh, <laughs> I um I've always loved the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, his 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 journey from being that 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 arrogant uh, that arrogant doctor that surgeon into the the wise and humble um, uh, sort of interdimensional yeah. <laughs> um, superhero has always been interesting to me. Yes. The, I think they did a really good job with the movie yeah. that came out a few years ago, and I'm really yes. excited for the next one. Me too. Uh, and it's not because I sort of look like Doctor Strange. <laughs> 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 well, 
Benedict Cumberbatch was a stroke of casting genius. I, yeah. I mean, he, he, casting him well, for that was perfect because he has the long face like Stephen Strange does, you know. Yeah, and just yeah. and come on, even in Thor uh, Ragnarok, when they have that bit with Doctor Strange, it's freaking fantastic. When he just yeah. like Loki, let's get him out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, like, oh, so all you all you need my help with is to locate Odin. Okay. Here he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you needed right. the Sorcerer Supreme's time for what? Oh, that's easy. Boom, done. Go, get off my planet. Right, get off my dimension. Yeah. The longer you're here, the well, more work I have to do. Go. <laughs> now, um, right. I okay. On a technical level, I still see my head on the Skype uh-huh. screen, and I see a PC circle and a James Springer with a camera through it. Um, can you guys still uh, yeah, see me? Yeah, we can still see you. If you can see yourself on the screen, then we can see you. If you want, you can click the little button Ooh. in the middle. You'll see a, a microphone, a camera, and a hang-up, like a red phone. You can always yeah. click the camera to turn yeah. off your camera if, if you don't want to see you. Ah. Me, currently, I don't no, have no, a no. webcam I... on, so that's why you're seeing that no camera picture. Okay. I, I was oh, okay. wondering because I, I wanted to show you guys a couple of things. Yes, I want to show you my books, but not quite yet. Um, give me 20 seconds. I'll be right back. So uh, yeah, that's that's one thing I've been doing is is between between getting gaming in and a lot of online reading is one thing that I've been doing trying to fill in time and keep my mental health levels high. I don't know if you guys can see these, but. Um... This is the Strange Academy I'm okay, talking that's about. That's an awesome cover for Strange Academy because it looks almost like the Adams family. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a little too small for me to. Uh, can I enlarge my. Oh. Wait, wait. Okay. Uh, if, if, uh, okay. You can see this. Uh, you can see. Uh, Boiled Dormammu there. He's with the flaming head. He's adorable. Uh, I love, I love, I love Gus here. He's a frost giant from Jotunheim. Uh, again, when, when he showed up, everybody was like, "Oh my God, we're under attack!" And he's like, "Hi, my name is Gus." <laughs> right. Uh, everybody here has a distinct personality. Some are from Earth. Some are not from Earth. Now. Here's the issue two. Uh, all I can say here is um, uh, Emily Bright, uh, a young la- a young lady from Earth who has been, uh, been having issues with her magic uh, so badly that her parents have asked for help to you know help her control her abilities. Uh, all I can say is she's being attacked by one of her textbooks here. Her <laughs> own tentacles, no less. So, Yes. Uh, anyway, I, I, highly, I highly recommend these title to you guys if you want to check it that's out. That's cool, and I'll definitely uh, have to share the links for them because anyway. I'm like, that's a really diverse cast in uh, Strange Academy, so it's it's one of those it should be looked into. Right. Yeah. Uh, every, like that. every teacher you could imagine, Scarlet Witch, uh, Dr. Druid, uh, you know, uh, magic from the X-Men, all the, all, any anyone connected with sorcerer, sorcery now, it's like a guest student, even, even the ancient one, <laughs> or, you know, the, the teacher, you know, like, <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, I'm, I, all right, enough about comedy. You know, I, I will throw one last um, thing about that out there, though. Uh, Disney Plus, you could always oh. make that into a TV show, just saying. Marvel Universe oh. needs more TV yeah, shows. Right? Yeah. That w- I would watch that in a heartbeat. It's got the uh, supernatural yeah. with a touch of superhero. Oh, wow. Let's hope they think about that. Very cool. Right? Yeah. It would be a great, I, uh, great way to get people 
you know, interested in, into the Doctor Strange movie, that the the second one that's coming out. Uh, when is that due, by the way? When is Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2 due out now? I, I think everything's been delayed due to the due to the virus. There was a there's yeah. a lot of things that were supposed to come out this year, and it's just been a ghost town for movies. Yeah, because I think this. I, I'm a bit of a movie. Uh, not Sadly, myself. the studios know releasing direct to home doesn't really get the money that theaters do, so I think they're all kind of holding back, waiting to have a big release yeah. once the world goes unpause. You know, because let's be honest, this is the longest yeah. pa- video game pause we've ever seen in the world. I mean, oh. sadly, pretty much all conventions since March are pretty much canceled until next year at the earliest. Yeah. I uh, I don't see the unpause happening anytime soon, unfortunately. I, I, my my um, prophecy is I see it going on until at least the summer of 2021. Yeah, oh, that wow. would be at the very least. There's actually, you know, being um being a sort of a, in the biology teacher community, there's a there's a lot of studies coming out, and it may be until 2025 before that unpause happens. Wow, that long. 2025, that's aiming for like the herd immunity, right? Uh, no, that's actually aiming for vaccines. Um, We're we're finding a lot of issues with uh, vaccines, mainly because uh, some of the information that we're we're uncovering is that the immune system response is due to to our T cells, Mm -hmm. So you have antibodies, and those look like little Ys, and then you have the killer T cells, and these guys are these little white cells, and what they do is they have these proteins on the outside of them, trillions and trillions of these proteins that sort of act like antibodies. They sort of recognize um, bad stuff, and they will attack uh, foreign bodies. It's, It's the reason why I have diabetes is because those T cells are attacking my beta cells that produce insulin. It's a sort of a glitch in my genetics. But um, what's happening is, is that in people under the age of 30, these T cells have, they're they're finding that they already have a protein for COVID-19 or something similar, sort of the the COVID virus. And um, it's, it's causing an immune response that is easier to deal with, but as we um, as we get older, we develop less and less T cells, and so that's the reason why older people are more susceptible. Is because the thing that we use to fight this virus we don't have enough of, which causes our body to go into this hyperdrive. Um, uh, I believe they call them cyclonic storms, and that is one of the reasons why so much damage gets done uh, is because our our immune system that doesn't have the T cells to fight it off goes into overdrive and sort of kind of hurts us in response. It's the old uh, nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Exactly, wow. and sometimes we nuke ourselves, and so we uh, – that's that's the difficulty, and and then there's also uh, this virus seems to have rapid mutation, um, which uh, may even if we did have a vaccine for it, um, it's likely it's going to be a, like a flu shot. We're going to have to have it once a year for the rest of existence of human. And it's got to be that random crapshoot of is it type A, B, or C this year that pharmaceutical companies yep. have to think wow. about. Yeah. So it, it pretty much goes back to now, make your constitution safe. Yeah. Right. So I have I have type two diabetes, and it's caused me issues with my uh, with my sight, with my eyesight. Um. Though though lately, <laughs> I, I don't want to get into all the stuff lately, but uh, thank God I've been spared as far as I know the COVID virus. Now, my my mother. Uh, my 86-year-old mother in New Jersey uh, caught the uh, COVID virus, 
she's she she is out of quarantine now. Thank goodness she's shaking it. But, um, but yes, it, it's a it really is serious business. I um I even I even wanted to go see her, but they told me if I came out to New Jersey, they'd have to quarantine me for two weeks. And I'm like, oh great. So, but, um, but yeah. Uh, it does seem the quarantine has squashed everything. I certainly have, uh, I've been unable to sell my books really with all the events canceled. Um, my books are still available on Amazon and every now and then I sell a copy of my books, uh, call it literally out of my, out of my trunk of my car, you know, but, uh, to someone at work. But, uh, but yes, I, I can't wait for the conventions to start up so uh, I can start selling more books again. That that will be good too. I mean, it's, it's it's hopefully we will all be on the other end of this tunnel and and be able to restart life within the next nine to twelve months, if not sooner. I uh, yeah. I, in fact, uh, Evan, I don't know if James uh, has told you, but James and I have an ambitious project <laughs> in mind that we want to save for the next convention, either. Tucson Comic Con or Tuscon. Yeah, we have an idea for a panel uh, where all five—well, six if you count three point five—but all five editions of D and D compared. Ooh. Battle of the editions. Ooh. You know, Battle of the kept, editions. kept polite though. You know, it's. It, Rather than some of the yeah. heated conversations we've all heard online between 3.5, 4, and 5 editions, you know, kept polite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so a comparison yeah. and a discussion with, with politeness as a reminder. Right. Blood, okay. blood only is the last resort. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll, we'll have to do it like the um, – like the British Parliament and um, Congresses, where we have to be not not six feet apart for the COVID reasons, but so that our swords can't reach each other. <laughs> With lots of right. sword waving right. in the general direction. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that sounds very fun. But uh, but again, uh, we um, uh, I, I have to admit that basically nearly everything I've do, done and doing normally is shut down. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just sitting here waiting for my next issue of Strange Academy, <laughs> my other comic. <laughs> okay, so so, so I, I will have to throw this down as a challenge. So we we are officially in August now. You know, this, this weekend is is the changeover. So in August, yep. we need to at least get one online game on one media where, where the three of us get to hang out and do a game. So I, I will okay, offer to yeah. roll a do a game on roll twenty. Are you guys wanting to play Star Wars or D and D? Uh, I'd be happy with either. Um, Which ones do you know the rule sets I think, too easier? I think D and D would be okay. better for me, but uh, I, hey, I I can adapt to. But hey, more importantly, guys. My publisher just walked in. Oh, she has to catch her breath. Okay, never mind. But uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, she she's all worn out. This is anyway. Uh, but yes, we're we're. I'm sorry to answer your question. I, I guess I'd prefer D and D, but I could I could pick up Star Wars. I mean, I mean, there's no trick to being hand solo. You just got to run. You got, Gotta run around and like with a big ego. Have a big ego and make sure you shoot first. That's that's it. Right. No, but it's, it, I'm sure it's more complicated than that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds like games. I've never done it before. I'm definitely uh, down for that. I would be uh, willing to play you know, either. I really, really did have a lot of fun with the uh, the Star Wars. Um game that we had though uh, I really really just I really enjoy the uh, the, the, the storytelling yeah, the dice. narrative dice mechanics um, are great it just really just makes the makes the game uh, just really fun okay 
I, again, I'd be willing to try either. Okay, so so we'll aim for a Star Wars game then. How about that? We'll, we'll work out the details on the, the okay. when and where just to make sure that we got schedules that match up. Cool. Perfect. Gosh, uh, I, I always enjoy hearing from you guys. I got, I'm just so glad that you guys are happy and healthy and everything seems to be working well. That's mm-hmm. great. Oh, same here. It's really good to, to hear both of you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that James is, you know, really uh, – he's – He's gaming more than both of us combined, it sounds like. But um, <laughs> some weeks, some yeah. weeks we are. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get in on some of that. I I am not gaming enough. I've, I've been playing a few video games, but mostly I've just been had my nose to the grindstone. But at this point, it's mostly just casting and forgetting. You know, it takes about a day to make a set. So now I'm just. I've got to make a bunch of sets and start sending them out. And at at this point, I've got less, uh, you know, before I was spending a lot of time modeling the dice, and now I'm, you know, less of that. (laughs) But I would definitely enjoy a game. Um, So, yeah, just, you know, know, let me know on my my social details. You can can email me. uh, You can Facebook me, uh, whatever you need to do. Um, and then I'll just go ahead and plug my, my website, you know, just for everybody else who wants to get in contact with me. Um, cause I will be releasing, um, I'm getting a patent on it. Uh, releasing liquid metal core dice. That, that is going to be awesome. That's so, true. I, uh, I'm, I'm real excited for that and color changing, uh, liquid, liquid core dice as well. Splendid, Evan. That's really terrific. I I want to hear more about it, and uh, I also want to I want to see about developing a website. I still haven't forgotten that. I just haven't had a chance to contact anyone yet. Evan, uh, I, uh, I I've been sort of waiting to see how the COVID plays out. <laughs> and uh, uh, hey, um, guys, I, one last thing I wanted to mention before we we break. I. Uh, I'm thinking of starting a Kickstarter again. The last Kickstarter I launched actually got halfway funded. Uh, we, we, were, we were almost there. Uh, about We literally got to about 60% of funding, and something happened, and then it stopped. You know, it, it just mm-hmm. petered out. So uh, I'm, I'm experimenting with different things. I, I can't give books away. Books are just too expensive for yeah. me to give away. Um, uh, but uh, you know, uh, I when I, I've got three continents now in my world, I'm developing a fourth continent. And what what really caught the imagination was I was like, hey, if you want a continent named after yourself, you know, like, uh, you want a, you you want a you want a mountain range, you want a lake, you want a river, Do you, you want, want to localize yourself, uh, rolling, right, rolling hills or something, you know, like the the the, the 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 Cook Hills or the the the, the spring swamps or uh, <laughs> you know, or, or, really you know like okay yeah um well gosh I um again I I always will push my books <laughs> uh, you can still look me up on mm-hmm. Amazon my, my name again John Paul Reed R I E D go to Amazon the books Type in my full name, you will see my five books there. Um, my fifth book is not quite ready yet for Kindle, but it's getting there. Um, Amazon's book uh, has been overwhelmed with uh, people wanting to add and change stuff, so uh, I'm just waiting on on Amazon. We all we all worship uh, Amazon CEO Bezos. So <laughs> all hail, mighty and powerful one. Yes. Oh, uh, hail to the wizard. All bow, all bow to, all bow to the mighty one. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay. Um, but hey, I'm in no rush. And you, you guys have a burning desire to chat about anything else. I'm, I'm in no hurry. <laughs> well, well, sadly, I will have to about in 15 minutes or so go run off to pick up dinner for the family. 
because that's one ah, thing yes. that we've been doing that's with important. the COVID is lots and lots of ordering food to be delivered and then ordering food to be picked up, which right. is far safer than, you know, going out and eating at restaurants. But it helps right. maintain local oh, businesses, which that's that's a big thing we are about is is making sure that you're you're maintaining the local businesses as much as you can, so that way we can all make it through this. Yeah. And I've I've been indulging heavily in the uh, ma magical mystical properties of ha hamburger helper. <laughs> hey, I uh, I'm a bit of a uh, of a of a what most people would call a foodie, I guess. I, I do a lot of my own cooking. I am, uh, mainly because of the diabetes. I, uh, but you know, I make my own ketchup. I make my own ranch. I, uh, you know, I make my own tortillas and things like that. Um, my, my favorite sort of, uh, indulgent snack is to, you know, make, uh, you know, Cheese fries, you know, yes. make the uh, cheese sauce. <laughs> and the yes. nice thing about making it yourself is you're avoiding all this the sugar that's usually snuck in there that that's not necessary whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely, that's that's the idea. Yeah. Yep, I um, it really does help with that because I can control the the car. It's not necessarily just about the sugar; it's about the carbs. True. Um, and yeah. so I have to be real careful about what carbs I'm putting into it. But, um, you know, I also make my own hot sauce. Oh, the, the grocery stores have been selling the, uh, the Carolina Reapers. So I've, uh, I've, been, I've been using those in my recipes. Real hot stuff. It is though. summer, so it is pepper season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish I could share it with you guys, but uh, I guess I'm lucky that I guess I'm lucky in that respect. I don't have to share it with anybody. <laughs> well, um, my uh, my roommates and I we get along well, and uh, we, we we share everything, and we cook stuff. And uh, I'm I'm, um, I'm trying not to eat sugary snacks as much, but uh, I did I did get a nice uh, three month report on my uh, sugar level, so I'm I'm trying to relax a little. It's always a little good fun. when you get a good A one C back. Yeah, and, and in the meantime, I just have, I just got to say, it. Uh, my next book will be entitled Twisted Timeline. Now, this is for my LMR and fans out there. For, for years, my publicist, who's still hiding in her room, uh, my publicist is, uh, has been after me to do a time travel book or time travel story. Now, Anyone who's familiar with my books would instantly recognize the character name, Dr. Andrew Lovell Newman. He's a sweet elderly gentleman, uh, is the chief gardener of the, uh, of the Imperial Gardens in the, in the main palace. He's also the spy master, because guess what? You can grow a lot of uh, poisons and antidotes in a garden, let alone beautiful flowers. Anyway, and... Uh, for, for, for years, she's been, my publicist has been after me do a story about Andrew Newell's rise to power, having him run around Paladon City as a hotshot 16-year-old uh, teenager, you know, uh, building his power bases and uh, eventually becoming the uh, awesome and incredible Dr. Newell. <laughs> you know, so uh, so my, my next book is entitled Twisted Timeline. Um, that bad people try to change the timeline of the multiverse. And uh, uh, from the Game Masters University are like, oh, crap, we need to send somebody back in time. And uh, well, they send somebody back, but they're not entirely thrilled with him. <laughs> and um, yes, that's, that's, the, that's the, it's a big time travel sort of, oops, we got to fix this, oops, we just did a bigger oops, oops, how did this happen? <laughs> you know, like time travel would really well, be like, anyway, what that, did we screw up on this trip? Okay, put that in the journal, we'll fix that next time. Yeah, and hey, we, we, we solved the problem, we fixed the issue, yes, but we created three other issues, <laughs> you fools! <laughs> you know, I would actually like to 
to offer my assistance with that. Uh, my game is entirely about uh, the nature of time. Uh, it's called Chronos Edge for that exact reason, <laughs> uh, mostly because it's on the edge of time and the, uh, how time can fracture. But I would actually, I want to point something out to everyone that we always talk about time travel. We talk about how, you know, oh, if I went back in time, you know, we could really mess things up, as you were just saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I would like to point out that we are all in somebody's past, that the actions we take today significantly impact the future just as a time traveler does, that we are all, in essence, time travelers. And we should all really consider how we um, affect not only our future, but the generations that come after us. That, um, Evelyn, that's exactly why I write books. <laughs> because <laughs> 250 years from now, long after I'm dead and forgotten by nearest and dearest, some graduate student somewhere will be uh, digging around in the Library of Congress files and you'll find my book. Oh, I need to catalog this. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. Right. Uh, but yes, but but even even if the graduate student reacts that way, at least I would live again. So, I mean, so exactly. yes, writing books, writing books is immortality. Now, Evan, would you like me to send you some beta chapters on the book? For you to read and comment on. Absolutely, I would love to. I I would love to to to, to share. I, 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 things. This is a big this is a big hook with a nice fat worm <laughs> on it. And, and, and I hope you realize I've got twenty. I got prologue, twenty four chapters, and an epilogue ready for you to look at. Um, I strongly suggest you. Uh, at least trying to read some of my earlier books if you haven't already. But uh, I, I can I, I would like your opinions and thoughts. I mean, I, I I can send you some materials afterwards. I can I I just want to make sure that uh, you know I I mean okay nothing has to be done overnight. I know we're in no rush. My my publisher thinks the soonest my this book will be out will be early 2021. Uh, but yeah, if I if I sent you like five or six chapters, could you get them done in like two or three weeks? Yeah, I could probably do that. Okay, <laughs> James, you're my witness. You heard him. <laughs> I would be grateful. I would be honored, sir. I, I I'm I'm feeling my. Someone mentioned The Simpsons earlier. I'm feeling my Mr. Burns <laughs> coming over me. Excellent. 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 <laughs> All right. Um, yes, I, I, I will do that, Evan. As soon as we hang up, I, I've, I've got, I've got four, I've got four other beta readers, but only one of them responds the way, the way, uh, you know. One I'm certain always responds. Thank God for. But anyway, um, well, okay, I'm babbling now. Um, okay, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? And I know you said you had to go by 3:40 and eat. It's 3:43 now, James. I, I don't want your family starving. Because <laughs> if not, then they get the pitchforks and the torches, and you know, release the dogs, as Mr. Burns would say. <laughs> release the dogs. So. Uh, yes. And Evan, I did you have anything in closing? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I have to get back to my lab. So pretty much um, I would close out with, you know, I hope everyone uh, stays healthy. Um, I hope that everyone can play, uh, can play the games with their loved ones, with their friends, that they, they really desire to. Do not hesitate. we got to keep our... Keep we gotta keep our hobby alive, and I think we all have a great opportunity to do that. And I think the best way to do that is, of course, to play with your heart, achieve with your mind, and don't forget to be excellent to here, each other. Here. Yeah. 
Yes, definitely. The the only other thing I would add is in stressful times like this, it's always fun to relax and escape the good book. So um, I I would strongly encourage everyone, if all else fails, go to to Amazon.com. Go to the books department. There's a nice little pull-down menu. Instead of going to DVD movies, go to books. All right? Then type in Don Paul Reed, R-I-E-D. You'll come to my books, both in paperback and on a, a yep. Kindle ebook. And you can, you can relax and read these books and share them with your family and friends. I wouldn't recommend them for little children. I actually, I, I try to, I try to write my books for uh, ages twelve and up. Reason being is I want to write books that I would enjoy reading. And um, uh, again, uh, this is a great way to cope with the crisis. Yeah, and, and see, <laughs> it really works. <laughs> and, uh, to add on to that, I do. Uh, I have been releasing a magazine every two weeks. Uh, called the Enclave Quarterly, um, and it is sort of a prequel to my game that will be coming out soon. Um, and it also gives you updates on all the things that I've been doing and all the ex- crazy experiments I've been um, going on. But like I said, there's actually uh, you know a chapter for two different stories uh, going on. Uh, the Infinite Polymath and Whispers of Calamity. Uh, so I encourage everyone to check that out on my website, which is paradigmloststore.com. That's P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M-L-O-S-T store.com. And uh, it's free, so enjoy yourselves. And I look forward to uh, releasing a game for everybody. Yeah, definitely. And and I will go ahead and add the closing of if unfortunately you have not been with your gaming group online gaming, make sure you do a wellness check to check in on your gamer friends and just say, hey, how the hell are things going? Because, you know, one thing a lot of us forget is a lot of of folks, their social circle is their gaming group. And getting cut off from your social circle – that can definitely be a bad thing. So just make sure to touch base with your fellow gamers and, you know, see how the hell everybody's doing. That's a great way to be excellent to see each other. That. Yes, indeed. Remember, oh. everyone, excellent. <laughs> now, I would like to add one more thing, um, if you Go don't mind, it. James. So in my magazine, I've also – I have a contest going on. And so the, the, the grand prize is a – uh, mithril aluminum trophy of my standardized dice. But uh, also there will be 20 winners of my uh, newest invention I haven't released yet. Not the liquid core dice, but a set of very special set of dragon egg dice. And to get that, there is a little contest going on in my magazine. And there are three quest lines. And in each of these quests, there's a task for you to do. Many of them are serving your community and being excellent. Um, we, have, we have a couple people already uh, you know, involved, a uh, couple contestants, and um, someone help it, doing D&D games with vets, uh, veterans. I just wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out because they are our heroes uh, for this contest. And I think that they really deserve the whole purpose of this contest is really just to showcase uh, the heroes in our gaming community. And so if you know a hero that would like to be involved, uh, please, you know, please send them my way. I'd love to recognize them. And and what's the yeah. best way for them to send them your way? See, I'll throw that out there. You can either check out my website or you can email me directly at Evan period paradigm lost. Again, that's P A R A 
D-I-G-M-L-O-S-T at gmail.com. And again, if you have a hard time find, you know, with that email, you can always send me a message on my uh, Facebook, uh, Evan Cook, or you can send me a message on my Facebook page for my business. Um, or just go to my website and uh, there should be a, a contact yeah. uh, yep. button. So uh, again, I really encourage you guys uh, listening to showcase those heroes in your life. Uh, they, they deserve recognition, even if that hero is you. Hey, because sometimes you have to toot your own horn. I've, that's one thing I've been coached in many a uh, review at work is make sure you toot your own horn. Yes. Well, how how's everyone going to know? Exactly. You, know? <laughs> you are your best cheerleader after all. Amen. Alrighty, guys. I'd like to thank you for once again coming on the show. And uh, if you know anybody, which you know lots of buddies, that has an idea for a conversation for us to talk to, because I definitely want to start doing more of the chit-chat ones. We've talked about that one. If they have a topic they'd like us to talk about, they can send that topic to either message us on the Facebook page, you know, Creative Play and Podcast Network on Facebook, or shoot me an email directly at creativeplaypodcastnet at gmail.com. And we'll go ahead and uh, look about throwing the topic out there and see who wants to get on talk about that topic. All right. All right. I will get my publicist on a podcast. <laughs> I will. <laughs> you, you, that's when you pin her down and, yeah, and you her submit yourself a topic you know she wants to talk about. And, and then there we go. See? Everybody wants to know about the publishing business, and she's the lady to this talk to. This is true. To, but, you know, you can totally submit a how to get a book published or how to find a publisher because I know a lot of book conventions that I go to like Tuscon, that's one of the biggest questions prospective writers throw out there is how do I get published? I've written this thing. How do we get this published? And then they learn what the journey of that is about. Yes. <laughs> hey, fellas, great to chat with you guys again. Uh, I'll let Evan have the last or James have the last word. I'll be in touch with you guys soon. All right. It's a pleasure, sir. All righty, guys. And like always, you know, everybody at home, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.